the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cassie, we're closing in on it now. Um, these debates have, have there's not been a lot of them with Democrats. A lot of Democrats are just trying to run out the clock and not debate at all. Some are, but barely. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. We watch all of the debate, all of the debates at America Rising. They have to say debate season has not been a very busy one, and that should be. So concerning and so frustrating. And that alone should tell you that the Democrats do not have a good policy platform to run on because they know they cannot defend it. Even if they have the the talent and the ability and do their homework, they cannot defend this. Do you think that's a new strategy? Sincerely, do you think Democrats kind of nationwide have have come up with a strategy of dodge and duck and hide out and hold out and come up with reasons why we shouldn't debate? Sure, they're following the leader. Joe Biden sits in his basement and gets to become president. Why should you go out there and have to answer to your voters? But <laughs> I do absolutely believe that this is part of um, whether there was some big memo that went out or they are just seeing that they can do this without either without actually having to debate or, as of course you guys are seeing in Pennsylvania, with debating so late in the cycle or so late in the election season that people have already cast their ballots, although I'd be curious. There's been so much um, publicity around the Oz Fetterman debate. If any, if anybody is holding closer to their ballot that would normally have voted by now, I'd be curious to see that happen. But um, they are trying to run out the clock. And again, I think it's because they know that the work that they've been doing the last two years in the Democrat Party writ large, it, it's been horrible for all of us. So you don't want to put yourself in a position to have to go there and hear that for 60 or 90 minutes, because that is the alternative. They think, I'll just take a bet that if I say nothing, I will fare better than actually having to answer to the voters and stand next to my opponent. The Fetterman-Oz race is one that's, I think, transfixed the country because Oz is a famous celebrity doctor. Fetterman is such an unbelievably unique uh, candidate uh, beyond his radical, radical left-wing policies, and they are. I mean, he's arguably the most radical Democrat running. Um, He can't talk. He he can't physically communicate, and that's not making fun. That's just telling the truth. Uh, he can't physically communicate with people without reading a, a, a captioning monitor. Um, I, it's, you know, what do you say about it? I mean, what do you, what, what do you say? Like, if if we're to a point where that's not exceptional to voters, I don't, I don't really know where we are, to be honest. Right, and then you have this moment. Don't forget that poor NBC reporter who actually gets in the room, I believe the first reporter to have a sit-down conversation with him in the same room, not via um, computer or Zoom. And she makes that little commentary note at the start of her package that says, I will tell you, he seemed fine during the interview, but was incapable of making small talk at the start of it. And everybody goes wild. Her own colleagues are disowning her, saying that she doesn't know what she's talking about. That wasn't my experience. How could this have been hers? They are going so far to protect him and to defend him. And as you point out, it is a relevant point of this election. This happened. I was looking back at headlines from, unfortunately, when sitting Senator Mark Kirk from Illinois had a stroke. 
as in office. Oh, that's the right. I'd forgotten that. Unfit to serve. I mean, his own hometown paper in Chicago, unfit to serve. You cannot have someone in this state serving in the United States Senate. But for John Fetterman, who arguably, I mean, and I, I, I don't remember all the particulars, but Senator Kirk, I believe, was much more of a physical ailment that affected impaired his walking and that sort of thing. I'm not sure what it did um, in terms of his auditory that we hear about so much with John Fetterman, because, of course, strokes are different for, for, for everybody. But he was unfit to serve in Illinois. John Fetterman were supposed to ignore that as a qualification for him to being fit to serve, even though he is actively going through the recovery. But so I'll ignore it for a minute with you. So let's talk about John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor. There was a story out that he worked less than half the year as lieutenant governor pre-stroke. Let's talk about John Fetterman on the parole board. He, of course, has been oftentimes the the lone vote or the tie-breaking vote to let serious criminals back out onto the street, murderers back out onto the street. And he is advocating for less public safety and policing in our in Pennsylvania and in our country. So those Two issues alone should be issues that every voter needs more answers on. And he's unwilling to give them either because he can't read it from the closed caption or he's dodging the questions and he's hoping voters won't notice. So there are three factors right there that should be very important. He doesn't show up to work. The work that he does makes your community less safe. And now, unfortunately, we have this additional factor of can he physically do the job on day one? And those are all the offensive points that I think Dr. Oz has done a really good job of pressing on. Um, and that's why you're seeing these polls go from double digits to now a statistical tie with momentum in Dr. Oz's favor. Cassie Smedley, executive director of America Rising with us. There are um, obviously key races, seven that the Hill ranks as I guess toss-ups are ones they're watching or uh, their headline is actually here. The seven seats most likely to flip. Um, I, but but every time, you know, when you dive into it, they actually say it's all pretty neck and neck and pretty close. I don't know that any of them are likely at this point. Um, Fetterman Oz in Pennsylvania. You've got uh, out there in Nevada. You get the uh, what, Laxalt Masto yeah. in Georgia. You have Warnock and Walker in Wisconsin. You have Johnson and this guy Barnes. Um, North Carolina. Let's see. Bud. And let's see. Of course, J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan in Ohio. And then down in Florida and with Rubio. Do you I mean, where are you seeing that you're feeling not great for the Republican? Is there is there one where you say this this looks not good? Because I think Democrats are very, very hopeful uh, that there are, you know, things like Oz, Oz can't win. Fetterman's going to be a pickup. I still don't see it. I actually think Oz ends up winning by a bigger margin than we're being told. But that's that's the one they think Fetterman and Democrats are going to win. Are, are there like I don't want any surprises. What I'm saying, Cassie, is cut to the chase. <laughs> hit me between the eyes and just tell me, is there something where you honestly go, eh, it's going to be trouble for Republicans? You know, I, I don't want to sound too Pollyanna, but I've been pretty pessimistic this campaign cycle in the last month. I'm all in. Like the majority is for Republicans, House, Senate, and it's going to be in places you don't quite expect it. I would say I, I'm pretty bullish on Oz as well. I just think Pennsylvania voters by issue or who can, is ready to serve them on day one have an obvious choice based on the issues that we've all said are our top of mind, to borrow a phrase from Queen Jean-Pierre, top of mind to us right now. Um, so I'm bullish on Oz. I think that 
Warnock and Walker will go to a runoff. Everybody seems pretty confident about that. And to me, runoffs are where things get get dicey. But yeah. you go and talk to people down in Georgia and they say, no, no, that, that's even better for us. So that to me is the one where I'm the most like expect the runoff and expect that to be really tough. Although, as a reminder, the Georgia legislature did move up the runoff date to a month after the election. It's in December, not January, like we saw in 2020. So I do think that might be helpful that people aren't having to drag through the holidays with this still over their head. So um, we'll see. Adam Laxalt, you mentioned, I don't think enough people are talking about that. He's running a fantastic race. He is one that in the polls, Whereas everybody else has been moving, inching closer, inching closer to make these a statistical tie. He's been in a statistical tie and now has got to be inching up in the lead. And he's got a really good gubernatorial candidate out there, too. That's a really strong ticket that they've been having a lot of luck with. So um, you mentioned Carrie Lake in Arizona, Blake Masters. Everybody's like, if you're voting for Carrie, if you're a Arizona gal, or voter, <laughs> if she's your gal, um, then Blake Masters probably is too. There's not going to be a lot of split tickets there. I still think that is, that's the Everest for Republicans. Mark Kelly has so much money and he has done such a good job of not answering to voters on anything. So his record's really hard to pin him down on other than his voting record, but it is um, common. So, you know, that's that weird, one, Carrie, that you, if I could it. interrupt for a second, just because yeah. Arizona and Pennsylvania have something similar going on, uh, Senate races and gubernatorial races, where you could see in theory, in theory, you could see uh, a Republican governor candidate win in Arizona, but not the Senate. Whereas in Pennsylvania, you could in theory see a Republican Senate candidate win and not the governor. I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not down on any of the four candidates, but you could see a split ticket in both states unfortunately perhaps yeah and i think that is something um that i keep thinking about a lot is in states and and i'm I'm with you on this whole theory because georgia you got governor kemp who's just seemingly going to wash out stacey abrams and yet the senate race will be so close likely go to a runoff in ohio jd vance tim ryan super close but governor dewine is going to have an exceptional night there he's one of the most popular governors in the country so will that be enough to make jd vance have a surefire solid good night so all these governor senate um, pairings are super interesting and yet i'm with you that arizona and pennsylvania seemingly are the ones that people think that's least likely to happen, that they're going to bring themselves up together. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's just a voter preference. But yeah. this day and age right now, and I know you've been talking about it with like the CDC and the vaccines and what's happening with your kids and all of that. Those, those are issues that your governor is so important on. And I don't see as many people splitting their tickets um, as we might typically because these issues are so prevalent up and down the ballot and you gotta you gotta be consistent in your vote because you know what taking a chance looks like joe biden three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.